This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi Geekscapists, welcome to episode 80 of Geekscape. This is my special signal to you that you are watching the movies, video games, and comic book podcast where every week we give you the latest news and reviews from myself and a special guest. This week's guest is uh, an actress. She's in um, The Guild, which is an online uh, series about role players, correct? Online video game players. Video gamers. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon you can check out the trailer. She'll be in Joss Whedon's new project, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. With Nathan Fillion and um, I'm blanking, but he Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Uh, and I can't blank because he grew up in Rio Dosa, New Mexico, where my mom lives. That, that's like my really. Yeah, I heard him say it on Stern. Well, you kind of know him better than me. Then. Yeah, uh, he's a very good guy. No, I, I guess he's, he um, is a gentleman to work with. He was fantastic. What a lot of you guys may not know is that for years uh, she spent a lot of time in Malaysia working for Interpol as an undercover agent in kickboxing tournaments. That's her. Uh, we may not need to talk about that. Just know that the number of people she killed is only surpassed by the number of men who have loved her. Um, Felicia Day, welcome to Geekscape. That was an illustrious introduction. Yeah, I Thank just you. hope the government suits don't show up in her like, You well, blew our cover, now we can't send her to Afghanistan. But it's on tape, so I can't kill you now. Give her a week on the ground, she will solve that whole situation. She's, a, she's good. She's like Rambo. Mm-hmm. Um, so welcome to the show. You haven't been on Geekscape before, but no. our good friend Ben Dunn, who is uh, one of our helpers and producers here on Geekscape, said, hey, this girl would be perfect. And I did some research, and yeah, you're pretty much a geek. What did, not you do? What, what did you do for geeks? I mean, research. What did you do? Uh, I, well, I, I watched some of the guild. Oh, good. I, I had already seen the, the sing along blog because oh. everyone who watches this is a Joss Whedon fan, including yeah. myself, uh, except VJ. VJ, have you seen this Doctor Horrible sing along blog? He's apathetic. No, VJ doesn't watch that stuff. VJ is VJ is uh, is busy watching. Uh, what was that David Spade movie you really liked? Uh, Benchwarmers. Ben- Benchwarmers. Ben- <laughs> wow. Um. But yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about uh, about those two projects because the Guild has a DVD coming out now. It does. We put together a DVD, um, self-produced, which I gotta say was 
probably the more annoying and harder task of my life. <laughs> it's like there's so many steps to it, and you don't really appreciate it until you actually do it, and yet it seems annoying. On air. I mean, it's just a lot of steps. Were you producer on this? Uh, yes. As no, well no, no. as director? Did I write, you direct them? No, I did not direct it. Uh, we have directors who direct the show, but okay. um, I, um, I write, and I star, and I produce the show okay. with my producing partner, Kim Evie. Okay, and how long have you been doing this? Um, the Guild? Oh my god. I wrote it over Christmas of last year. So okay. Christmas of 2006, or kind it, of New Year's. And you wrote what then would become the, ne the first ten episodes? Um, well, kind of, because it was written as a half-hour pilot originally, okay. so it was like 35 pages, and when Kim took read it and was like, oh, we should do this for the web, I, I started expanding it and recutting it, and um, I added storylines. So it, you know, the end result, and it's like sixty pages at least. Okay. If you if you look at the script, if you transcribe it now, because we, you know, it's just a it's a whole new format. So you have to kind of tailor it to um, a, a brand new sort of storytelling paradigm. Different pacing. Yeah, totally different yeah. pacing, and there had to be like a good cliffhanger. You know, you every six minutes or so. Yeah, three to six minutes. And well, I mean, but now that it's done, now that you, now that you have the, your baby, mm -hmm. you can look at it. It's on DVD. It's yeah. got to fill you with some sort of satisfaction that you hadn't felt as an actress. Oh no, you no. know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, like, or do you, or are you like, no, that was too much fucking work. I'm no, done. no. Okay, I didn't mean to be. Okay, I didn't mean a stupid little baby whiner about That's the cool. DVD. It's just, well, okay. Until you do something, you never appreciate like how hard it is. I mean, Absolutely. I'm sure like if you if you're a plumber, like you like, oh that's looks pretty easy, but if you actually get down to it and try to do your own plumbing, I'm sure you're going to be like, whoa, let's hire somebody. No. <laughs> I don't even do my own dishes. I, I get scared. Okay. So you hire somebody to do no. your dishes for you? Yeah, she's called a girlfriend. She also does my clothes. <laughs> okay. I, I, no, I, I, here's the thing. If I do them, I do them wrong. I do wash my clothes and do my dishes See, at times, but they yeah. always end up not as good. All right. No, well, that's the... But you're right. It, it might not end up not, I think I'm trying to segue back to your point. Sorry. Oh, I forget what my point was. It's a sense of appreciation you get for having yes. finished something. Well, that with and your own also hands. yes, it's true. When I went down, I proofed the DVD, and I and I, you know, we had we hired a, a designer, um, a friend. I was my producer's neighbor came mm -hmm. in and designed the, the cover, so it looked a little bit better than the you know the cheesy logo that I put together. But um, and then he did all the menu pages, just like all the the, the little pieces you got to put together to make a DVD. I, I mean, I just had no idea. So um, we had to bring in a lot of professionals. But when I went it down to proof it, and it looked so professional, and you know, it had our credits, it had our credits like a mm -hmm. real thing in the in the back of the DVD. Yeah, it was an amazing feeling. I mean, you're you're no stranger to seeing your name in credits, but yeah, I mean, in that capacity, yeah, it, it's yeah. got to fill you with some form of. Well, it was mine. I invented it. I mean, it's just Ooh. weird. What? Boom! It feels yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a. I mean, I I can't imagine that I just sat down and wrote something and it was just a piece of paper in my head and then it's a DVD now and people like it. And what uh? When can people pick up this DVD that you just finished? Um, you can pre-order it now. Okay. It's uh, it's twenty dollars. We're giving free shipping if you pre-order. Okay. Because you know we we like to get a count and just get everybody on the list. So it's that's called watchthegill.com. Watchthegill.com is is the website and I did it myself. The WordPress install. Did you really? Well, I have an IM buddy, Edgar Garcia, who helps me a lot because when I, you know, make the website disappear or something like that, I can't. I'm like, Edgar, help. So, I mean, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It goes back to Geekscape. I had this kid, Jarrett, in Atlanta make the Geekscape site. I can't do that stuff. I mean, yeah. I can't do that. No, that's not for us. I know just barely enough about everything to get by and not do anything well. Yeah, I can send emails, I can do the IMs, I can mm -hmm. put updates on Facebook and MySpace, 
and I can use our forums. I can delete people's perverted posts on the Geekscape uh, forum. Do you get a lot of those? There, there are some kids who think it's funny uh, to post stuff like that, uh, myself included. Um, there was a big d- people with dolphins thing that went on like three weeks ago, which is like, just how, where do you find this shit, Geekscapists? Where do you find pictures of motherfuckers with dolphins? Well, wait, wait, there's like pictures? Of dol- dolphin sex? There was a video. <laughs> it was Why not a Why you it? You can't just float it. Well, because you can't, put, you can't put a, no. a, a picture of somebody giving mouth sex to a dolphin on a, on a, on a public forum oh. where there's 15-year-old <laughs> kids from Turkey. Okay. All right. No, I, I'm I mean, feeling you right now. I will definitely not be Googling that. No. I mean, the, the geek... Uh, listen, when I, when I said I want to start Geekscape, I wanted to start something that was a bit... Um, you know, it, it didn't have a whole lot of definitions, and it was defined by the community as saying, you know, what is this thing that we celebrate? You know, this is not Dolphin what, what, Mouse. What, yeah, what do we celebrate as geeks? Let's get together and yeah. let's just celebrate. And the show will be a, a document of the weekly, you know, celebration, and we'll, we'll get together as a community. That's what you celebrate, you sick fucks? A guy? No, uh, I mean, you know what? That dolphin probably felt bad afterwards, too, so I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's well, make it me. felt bad all over that dude's face. <laughs> I had tuna for lunch, so stop did it. Did you really? Yes. You did your part to keep people from giving hand jobs to dolphins. All right. Just so this is an without unexpected dolphins, twist. Without dolphins, you can't do it. No, Geekscape is very candid. If there's one thing that we are, we, we, we get down to the shit. Okay. You guys know that I do not pull punches. Um, but I do get punched out sometimes when I don't pull punches. Uh, you also have this Dr. Horrible sing-along. How did you get involved um, with this? Uh, well, I and what is it? Because right now we only have this vague trailer. Why it is. It's a very it a mysterious bit? teaser. Yeah. It's it's actually a musical. It's in three parts, and it's um, about a superhero and a supervillain and the girl that they have a love triangle with, kind of. More. So, okay. um, uh, and it's just this weird. It's a very strange, awesome thing. I mean, you can't really categorize it. It's a musical. It has action. It has comedy. It has drama. There's pretty much everything in it, and it worked. I mean, it really does work. It, honestly, we watched it. We had a big screening at a at a at, at, at a screening place, and um, everybody was just they laughed, and there was an audible gasps sometimes, and then people would applaud after the songs. It was just really, it's amazing. And Neil Patrick Harris is like the best singer ever. So. I, I really like him. I mean, every interview I have with him, he's 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 always extremely honest and extremely candid, uh, and and he just. You know, seems like a, a really down to earth, nice guy. I mean, uh, most people, what people Josh works with, are down. The, I mean, I don't think I've ever Nathan met Nathan Fillion, who everybody oh, on this show likes. Awesome. I mean, we all have man crushes on Nathan Fillion. Yeah. I mean, well, how was that? There was a lot of uh, touching. Wow. I mean, just on the set, there was okay, just. You okay, know, I have to it. be able to act. Right. So anyway. It's research. It's research, exactly. No, he's very nice. Um, both the guys are just really. I mean, it's just so, so much fun. It really was doing like it was an indie film production. Mm-hmm. With, you know, Joss Whedon at the helm and having these amazing actors show up and, and just do uh, breathtaking. I mean, you'd see, I would be watching the monitor and they'd, there'd be a shot of like zooming in on, 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 on somebody's face or somebody singing and it's just like you get chills. It's, it really, I mean, I don't mean to exag- exaggerate, it really is. In the awesome. end product, you're really proud of. How long is it? Because right now we see the trailer and we don't know is this. A, uh, a, a, a something that's going to come out in installments. Is this it's three like, pieces. Like, three yeah. pieces. It's going to be uh, released this Tuesday okay. or the fifteenth, and the seventeenth is the second part, okay. and then um, the Saturday night, the nineteenth, is the third part, and then they're taking it down at midnight on Sunday. So after that, you will only be able to download it, pay to download, and um, and then in a couple months, I guess they're going to be a, du- a DVD. Okay, but right now you can watch it for free um, at drhorrible.com. At drhorrible.com, and you guys can watch it in Flash for free. Yeah, 
and then later you can pay for it to have actually have it on your computer and your mm -hmm. iPhone. Well, it'll be HD. It'll be a higher quality okay. when you download it. And plus, you know, no, nobody got paid on on it's, it. was a total indie production. Sure. So you know, the the, the reason the, the only way he's going to be able to pay people to be able to do it or is through the um, is through the downloads on the DVD. And right. The, and the DVD is going to be totally awesome. There are going to be so many extras. He like the most bizarre things he floats out. Like, uh, there's going to be a musical commentary to the musical, which I think is like <laughs> the most weird. I don't well, think there's ever been done. About it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's great. Um, and what's great about the web is that it gives you a chance to just take a risk like that. Like, as you're, as you're, as you're listing the things that it was akin to, mm -hmm. you, you started at musical, then you went to an action, then yep. you went, and I was like, you know what? On a broader medium, there's no way that would find an audience. I but you can yeah. take a risk on the internet because you, your demo can just be pretty specific. Well, you know? I mean, I think that, um, I mean, my opinion is the reason why people don't watch as much TV or go to the movies as much, unless it's a huge blockbuster extravaganza, is that the kind of stories that people tell nowadays are so predictable. You know, you go to a trailer and you see the whole movie in five minutes. Like, why should you pay for it? And mm -hmm. then when you see uh, television shows, it's just like, you know, people are very savvy storytelling-wise to, like, what Hollywood does. And I think the more you can surprise them and give them something unexpected that they haven't seen before, the, the more you're going to get, you know, a big hit on your hands and be, become a phenomenon. And I think, um, you know, no, trying to aim outside the box is where we should be going rather than trying to aim into the box. Yeah, I mean, I'm inventing a TV show that punches you in the face. Okay. Like an actual TV set. You All put right. it up like a VCR and it actually it hurts you. I, I think that would be surprising. It would be surprising. I probably wouldn't buy that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I got to figure out the angle, you know okay. what I mean? Because you can watch all your old programming, but in a new surprising way. Yeah. Because if Seinfeld says the secret word, boom, razor blade, shoot out of the thing and hit you in the face. Wow, and you want people to pay for that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to pay for a running man, that was that was a documentary, right? Yeah. It was, right? No? I'm gonna open this this uh, diet coke. Once okay. I mean, once the Running Man kind of stuff is out there, I'll, I'll start working on actual uh, appliances that can fight you. It's just it, I mean, the lightens up your day. What's Get gonna wake you me. up? A cup of coffee mm -hmm. or a coffee maker that fights you? Okay. Boom! You're awake. Um, you ready? What's that, VJ? Yeah, you can rumble on your on your Wii controller. That's controllers. true. Just you might as well just lose a finger. You know, and you can choke people with the Wii, with Absolutely. the with the with the thing. You can use All that. Right. Like that the, I would. Do. Yeah, <laughs> I you can use that. that like piano wire. Yeah, or or you know, you could put somebody on the Wii balance board with you, and then instead of like when you push them off, they just go to the ground. You could have like a pit of snakes. <laughs> have a, little alligators everywhere in your yes. room. You better stay on. It's like King of the Hill. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That I think that's the future of of entertainment. That's just me. Um, so we went to see a movie. We went to see Hellboy Two. Okay. This is Guillermo del Toro's uh, sequel to the movie he did um, about three or four years ago, and uh, this one has Hellboy, who we all know from the Dark Horse comic book, uh, coming back. And this time, they're not only joined by Abe Sapien and Liz Sherman, uh, but they're also joined by Johann Kraus, who in the comics is one of my favorite characters. Very cool. And um, so Hellboy's back. He's gotten himself involved in a sibling rivalry uh, that can spill over and take over the world from a from kind of a forgotten race of uh, of elves, and um, it, it's bigger. It's bigger and better. I have to. Uh, what do you before think? we talk about please, this, please. I want to put a caveat. Put I a missed caveat. the first thirty-five minutes of this movie. <laughs> oh wow! And I've never missed a movie before. Okay. Why do you disrespect the filmmakers? <sighs> this is the problem right here. This iPhone, right? This three G. What is this? Okay, this is this, this is, is like a, a suppository to me that now because this has been such a challenge for the last twelve hours mm -hmm. to get, to activate, and uh, listen. I started crying, and do you see this case right here? 
Yes. I got that for free at the Apple Store because I started sobbing at okay. the counter. Yes, true, true story. Um, I, evidently, um, the, 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 they were overwhelmed a little bit, and they took the wrong credit card. I gave them the wrong credit card, and for an hour and a half, they didn't know what the problem was. I don't want to go into details, because I might an cry again. An hour and a half? hour and a half. I was, after the two hours that I was waited to get in the store, and then another hour and a half while well, I waited to get to the front of the line inside the store, uh, everybody else was zipping by me, and uh, they put a flag on my account. And the guy, the Apple guy, had to get on the phone for 45 minutes to be on hold to talk to an AT&T representative to try to activate my account. And it turned out it was just because of the credit card. The lady didn't notice that it was a, the, my name is Felicia Day on my business card, and my first name is Catherine, just legally. Their fault. Their fault. Their fault. But let me just reiterate, this was free. Yeah. So this rubber pink. Lovely that is oven. an hour and a half's worth of uh, uh, crying and having people walk past you looking like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I got a lot of stares. But that's good. Did you? Uh, I was sobbing in an Apple fault. store. <laughs> that is their fault. Yeah. That is their fault. I mean, so, it, wh what you what you miss basically is the introduction of this storyline about this this mythical race. Yes. And how uh, this aggressive brother, who looks like a drow from Forgotten Realms. He, well, I was about to say, or I, Crystal, I mean, or the Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, very yeah. dark crystal. gig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we did instead of playing outside with our friends when yeah. we were kids. Uh, he looked like exactly like a drow from. Yeah, Earth. no, you're totally right. And I this aggressive uh, brother really wants to instigate a war with humanity, knowing that they can win. Uh, Deeper seated issues, father figure. I mean, there's sort some there's some edible shit going on there. Uh, meanwhile, well, it's incest, incest, don't you think? Oh yeah, he wanted her. Yeah. He wanted his sister, and so that's basically what you met and uh, what you missed. And when, by the time you got there, you, I, everything you're I saw gone. was amazing. You know, yeah. I mean, I saw all the big set pieces. The, the, so. Yeah, there was a fight with an elemental. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Very cool. I mean, just the. I mean, there was it was seamless. Like just the imagination, and I mean, if you think I read a lot of fantasy novels, I'm like a huge. What are your favorites? Um, I love George R. Martin. Okay. I love what? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. What are you okay. laughing at me I'm, for? I'm, I'm, I'm saying okay. Keep okay, going, please. But you do it, did it with some I know, judgment. I, it's, no, no, I didn't. I did it with enjoyment. I okay. Was like, oh, if if I was judging you, I was judging you as good. Okay. All right. I just read Joe um, Abercrombie's uh, trilogy, which okay. is I'm reading the third one now because a fan sent it to me from England. Thank you. And um, I love. I mean, I read everything. I read trash. I read vampire shitty. I'm like, sorry. Like the vampire, like goth <laughs> anything, novels. Anything, anything, anything with uh, Kushel's the that kind of like S and M fantasy series. It's really good. <laughs> Have you read that? It's no, good. You know, I mean, I, I I read the stuff with four colors on it. I read the comics. I, oh. I, books just take me. The last book I read cover to cover was Steve Martin's autobiography, which was Oh, phenomenal. I want to read that, yeah. It's great. David Sedaris, you read that? Um, no, I don't so read quippy. anything. Oh, he's but, very good. But I got to tell you, how, how can I judge someone on my couch when they come and they do Geekscape with me and they're, they're saying these wonderful things that are getting my audience excited? And look, have you looked at my room? How can I judge anybody? No, but... I have a shrine to Van Damme. Come on. That is disturbing. No, it's... No, but honestly, it he's... Oh, that is one of my favorite films. And uh, little Big Trouble in Little China. That's my very favorite. Guys, film. please calm down. I'm gonna ask. Put down the dolphin video. Please <laughs> calm down, okay? Put the dolphin video in your background, okay? Um, so, so you, I mean, I used to read all the Dragonland stuff. Oh I used, yeah, to, I used yeah. to read all that stuff. Margaret um, Weiss and Tracy Hickman. Yeah, and, oh, and I'm really excited. Good. You know what? Uh, I was in Fox dropping off my show. This past week, and I got really excited because on the front page, the director of uh, of 
um, what's the, the the dodgeball of dodgeball? The dodgeball. You remember that dodgeball movie yeah, with Ben yeah. Stiller? He's doing the Elf Quest film. And I and I look, I grabbed the Variety, and it was on the front page of Variety. And I wow. go, and I go, there's gonna be an Elf Quest movie, and I don't even give a shit who does it. Really, I was like, there's gonna be an Elf Quest movie, and I got really excited. And yeah, everyone at the office is like, what the fuck are you talking about, Elf Quest? I'm Elf really Quest excited is, about the Elf Quest concept. I don't know about the dodgeball director. Well, I mean, well, he also did a movie based on. Uh, he did a movie at Sundance this past year, who got that got like really, really good reviews, and it was more of like a somber, serious movie. It was oh, based good. on a Michael Chavon movie, so maybe he has the maturity to handle like an. an Elf I mean, Quest. what do you feel about? I mean, I don't know. I just I love fantasy novels, so but what do you feel about like? Adaptations of fantasy. I mean, I'm just worried. They're like they, they option all these, and they never get out of like the the development hell. They never mm-hmm. make these no. fantasy films because I don't know what why they just think people won't watch them or they'll make them really bad. Well, it's tough because in order to pull it off right, you have to put a pretty b- big uh, dollar sign up on the screen. It's true. And in order to do that, as soon as you, I mean, at, at every tier that you're making your movie and just throwing money on it. Uh, you gain a bunch of people. <laughs> like yeah. every time it passes a threshold, there's more middle management, there's more executives, yeah. and there's more people on it. Like the Golden Compass. Like the Golden so Compass. It just became a dinosaur that could, you know, it's just a big yeah. lumbering thing. And, you know, uh, I think with this movie, this Hellboy movie, that was, he, it was he a made perfect this example. movie for $85 million. And had this movie been 150 would it have been the same movie? Possibly. He probably would have been able to afford a second unit. He did it all first u- unit. Did he really? Uh, and and it probably would have, and it, and it may have suffered for being 150. I think the fact yeah. that he really had to, Guillermo del Toro yeah. really had to bust his ass to get this thing in for 85 million and had to do the only unit shooting on the on the, uh, on the the movie mm-hmm. is the reason why it's so well crafted. Yeah. I think, I mean, personally, my own review is that I think that there are some pacing issues in it, the same as, as in the first film. I felt yeah, like there, there was, was a, some a little like, bit of a second act slump. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I came in in the middle of the second act, so that was a little slumpy. <laughs> but but, but, but is, it, is it an awesome movie? Absolutely. Is it a movie you have to respect for its you know technical achievement and its vision? Sure. Do we need to see Guillermo del Toro putting eyeballs in everything? Well, maybe, maybe one more film. There was a lot of eyeballs. There was a lot of, he well, likes he's to put eyeballs on hands. He's going to be the Hobbit. Yeah, and, and so, so with something like The Hobbit, you have these two guys, super geeks, yeah. going off to New Zealand to make this Hobbit movie for the next five years. And I'm in love with Peter Jackson. I think he's the best. Yes. Um, and Guillermo del Toro I have a lot of respect for. Um, he has a more twisted, sen- I mean, visual sensibility. Don't you? I mean, like, like a darker it's, sense. Yes, very well, darker and very much uh, more fantastical. You know, like the grotesque. Mm-hmm. If you think about, um, I mean, I don't know where where, do where is he from? Spain? He's from Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. So. And, uh, and he, you know, his his Spanish movies, I think, so are it's a more perfect pa- films. Yeah, it's more sp- it's more passionate sort of visual sense. It's very extra more extravagant. And then, where, if you look at the Lord of the Rings, it was very imaginative, but it was based in reality. And that was the cool thing. I don't know, like it had less of an ethereal feel. Mm-hmm. I, I think the stuff with the elves, when when Peter Jackson got got into some of the stuff with the elves, and really started uh, playing with a lot of the dissolves and the voiceovers, and am I hearing things and that? I thought he really did some really cool things in there. Yeah. Um, I I really like the idea of Guillermo del Toro as. Uh, I just like the idea of these two guys going and geeking out and making these Hobbit movies. I mean, yeah. The Hobbit was a, was a book that I read when I was in the fourth grade. My parents had just divorced, and one of the first the first thing my my father gave me was a, a copy of The Hobbit. And we were driving home. We were driving down to Mexico to visit my grandparents. And I read it all the way down and all the way back twice. Wow. And it, it, it's just such an important emotional book for me. Yeah. And for somebody to take that much care with it, and I, re- I really think he's going to take, at least I hope, that he's going to take the same kind of care that he does with The Devil's Backbone or Pan's Labyrinth. Where you have this single protagonist, because that's something that I think in his Hellboy movies, 
you start to dilute Hellboy when you start having these other storylines and the other needs of Abe and Liz and this and that. Yeah, it felt almost uh, television, almost a little bit television. A little bit of an ensemble. When, when you're, yeah, more ensemble when you feel like really the emotional, uh, you know, the th- the through line needs to be Hellboy. Yeah, the, I don't know. the weight of that of, of that tension kind of gets dissolved a yeah. little. With here, you've got Bilbo Baggins and. You know, everything is new to him as he goes out from the Shire, and I think it, maybe that that kind of, uh, of writing and focus can can help him deliver like a really wonderful movie. I, I'm excited. I'm, it's going to be amazing no matter what. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting and amazing no matter what. I don't right. care. I, he can. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, whatever he does is amazing. Like, he, she he will can, not miss the first 35 minutes of the not. Hobbit. Listen, I do, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go see Hellboy again because I resent. I'm going to send a letter to that man at the Havelsor for robbing me of my life. So. Make sure you put the proper name at the bottom of the letter. Really? So they know exactly who sent it. I would put both names. I would put Felicia Day and I would put your fake kickboxing in Malaysia name <laughs> that Interpol gave you. You know, they report me. That is why you like that movie. Yeah. It's basic. That listen, movie, no, no. Kickboxer is basically Felicia's life. Listen, all, all his movies, well, the the early ones were ama- mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, that whole Jeff Speakman, sort of Steven Seagal, all those like amazing. All, I mean, it's it's cinematic gold. Those made me, in, I felt that those movies were so manly. I didn't never had to work out because I, I had grew, people in the world like him that yeah. could be tough for me. I, yeah, That's I grew I triceps just when I watched them. Um, have you seen this Batman Gotham Knight, the like animated Batman stuff? Oh no, but I knew somebody who writes some of those. Yeah, um, a good friend of mine. who who is your who is your friend? Because there's a writer right here. Adam. I, I don't know where he is. Maybe he is here. He's probably on here. I went out to Best Buy and I got this Batman Gotham Knight. A lot of you guys have been talking about it on the forums. It's uh like a kind of a, an anime version of some of the Dark Knight stories that are supposed to bridge the gap between this summer's Dark Knight and. Uh, Batman Begins from a couple years ago, and I gotta say it's a really cool uh, DVD. I don't know if you guys are hating on it or loving it. I didn't really read the thread because um, I didn't want you guys to spoil this for me. But I sat down with Laura, and the first storyline there's six, and it's uh, and the first one's not so great. I think the animation's phenomenal. The story-wise, it didn't really capture me, and uh, and Laura was like, "Okay, what are we watching?" By the time you get to the end and the and the villains start showing up, because it is the progression from Batman Begins to uh, the Summer's Dark Knight. In the beginning, you get all these mafia guys, right, and criminals. By the end of it, you've got Scarecrow, Killer Croc, you know, Deadshot, like really fucking kick-ass Batman villains, and you're seeing them in a way that you're not going to see them in the comics or in the film. Like, like oh. it's kind of like the Animatrix. Remember that? Oh no. The Animatrix was what they released around the second Matrix movie, and it was all these yeah, anime, like animations about the Matrix. But by that time, I wasn't into the Matrix. Well, I mean, animation about the that wouldn't yeah. be as cool. Like the cool part of the Matrix was it's like the live. All right, I'll watch it. You yeah. want to lend it to me? Yeah, I would take oh, really? that. Okay. VJ, he's a Never Blu-ray a snob. Never he only wants Blu-ray. Uh huh. Um, there's a tracking device. It's cool. <laughs> 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 You should put it in your iPhone. I, <laughs> I should. I should. This should be able to go in here and immediately. Whatever. No, you, I think you'll enjoy that. It's re, it's really cool, and uh, I mean, you've got to be looking forward to this Dark Knight. Movie. Oh my God, so amazing! Yeah, I mean, you have your tickets. No, do I need them? This, I know somebody who works at IMAX. He's going to get me okay. two tickets. You got to ask him to get on it because what, what's what's going on now is uh, this is the fastest pre-selling movie in history, easily. Are you I kidding? mean, a week ago it outsold Spider-Man Three. What? In advance ticket sales. Okay. 
Well, I hear the IMAX. I mean, I know a guy who works at IMAX. He's like the IMAX version is the most amazing thing. Yeah, you've you ever should seen call him. VJ's going to the IMAX. I gotta version. hook myself up. Yeah, you, you really need to call him because it's crazy that we're two weeks out and it's. I mean, okay. not, not you know we're a week six out. Days. We're a week out. Six days. Now I'm really getting excited. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, sweetie, we're six days away as of the taping of this. Okay, I need to go. So <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it, you know, and don't walk in 35 minutes late. Um, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I, I would have. I was going to email you, and not even show up because I knew no, no, you would no, shame no, you, me. No, no, no. You were so much. no, no. I, I, it was a reference to Hellboy Two. Uh huh. No, I know You were right that. on time here. No, I wasn't okay. actually. <laughs> I was busy trying to. Okay, listen. It's the I was internet. trying to. We can lie. A, I was trying to get Media Monkey to work with my iPhone, which it doesn't work because they broke it with the 2.0 firmware. Okay. So that sucks. So I had to transfer my playlist into iTunes, which just made me skid marks on my computer because it's so slow. I mean, if you have like. I don't know any of that stuff. Tech stuff is like. Shang 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 shang. Okay, shang. listen. Like, oh, just you're speaking I, Mandarin. Just know that if you have 10,000 songs, iTunes is slow as molasses. So uh. you have to go elsewhere um, for your music needs. And usually, I was assuming that I could do Piracy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I would never pirate anything. <laughs> buy all your media. Uh, except Geekscape would give it away for free, because let's face it, you would buy it. <laughs> 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 um, we were talking about The Dark Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers in DC had a big uh, summit to talk about the comic book movies uh, coming out of uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, I got to think that Marvel has put the pressure on them to really step up their game and put out some really quality movies. Uh, they just uh, re-signed John Favreau for Iron Man 2. I haven't heard anything about um, a change in that date of uh, May 2010. So hopefully they can write a script and um, and turn it around for us to watch a really good Iron Man movie in 2010. It, you know, the pressure's on. Iron Man was awesome. I mean, did, I, I heard. Did, don't they own that? Like, they, didn't well, they make yes. that private? I mean, Marvel. Did, Marvel. Didn't Marvel make it outside the studio? And uh, they made the yes. new Hulk outside the studio. Yes, and they they only use Paramount and Universal yeah. respectively for their distribution. And that's why they're so good. Yeah, and the model the model's going to stay the same. Yeah. The the thing is, uh, there was questions about whether or not they wanted to resign John Favreau for a second one oh. because John Favreau had shown some. You know, probably he's like, can we make a good movie in two years? Yeah, I mean that's, that's quite an really, undertaking. Well, for something like that, I mean, my God, if you've ever been on a film set, like yeah. even a small film set, and an action film takes a lot of time. Uh, that was submitted to, to Geekscape by our, our user uh, Larbage, buddy. Is that your? Is that your? Uh, I, I don't know. That's his Larbage? name. Larbage. No, 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 it's Larbage. It's Larbage. Larbage. He's French. I don't know. All I gotta think is. Uh, uh, one of our other uh, Geekscape is here protagonist submitted news that uh, Robert Downey Jr. had signed on going from Iron Man to to uh, he signed on to do <gasps> Guy Sherlock Richards Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I'm so excited! Now they got two Sherlock Holmes things going yeah, on. They, they have the Will Ferrell, Sasha Baron Cohen one, and then mm-hmm. they've got the Guy Ritchie kick ass one. With I mean, I've read all the Sherlock Holmes and I've read all the like. I mean, I'm kind of a mystery nut, so I read. I have these volumes at home, or like. The I have one in there. The, the, the Sherlock Holmes Reader is on my bookshelf. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I have these anthologies of contemporary detectives of Sherlock Holmes because that was such a huge genre in in the late 1800s that they had all these other serials in addition to Sherlock Holmes that I'm actually reading right now. But so anyway, what do you, I mean, how do you feel about Guy Ritchie, who you know from all those crime British movies, doing a Sherlock Holmes movie? I think it's uh, awesome. I mean, the casting's awesome. Oh, yeah, You know the course. casting's down. Guy yeah. Ritchie with his snap, yeah. pop feeling. Uh, in, a, in a period, mystery slash, I don't know how actually they can be. I mean, I think it could be really, really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. w- w- the reason I say yeah is what I read is uh, is that he's going to shave off some of the hoftiness of Sherlock Holmes and really have him be... 
Well, he was a you drug know, opium addict, you know. Yeah, and re really bring some of the hoftiness out of it, some of the stuff we, we attribute to British, uh, at least I do because I'm racist. Uh, and, I mean, and, like, and make him yeah. make him like a really, you know, maybe a flawed but really attitude filled, kick ass Sherlock Holmes. He is a kick ass. He's a very three dimensional character, and you know the whole uh, cliche uh, of the 1800s being, you know, really. I mean, there was a lot of prostitution back then. You are, you can see porn from the 1880s. It's very interesting. They're looking for that. Yeah, I'm sure they're Googling it right now. Dolphins okay. in the so. 1800s. <laughs> um, Mermen. Yeah, uh, but, but I mean, you know what? I got to tell you, though, I'm really excited about the idea of Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell playing yeah. Sherlock and Watson. I know it may be a slight against something that you take really seriously. No, no, no. I think, I think it could be, be cool. Fun. I just, uh, you know, I'm a little down on Will Ferrell now because the Step Brother movie yeah. trailer just looks like something I do not want to see. I just want to... I will see it. I will definitely see it. Of course you will, but I'm just saying... I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably see it. I'm then just saying... I saw saying, Pro on a plane. And I wanted to pop the... I wanted to pop the exit. I just hope it's good. I mean, I think they're brilliant, so it's exciting. Have you seen uh, the trailers for the Steve Coogan movie, Hamlet 2? No. I have not. Steve Coogan, you know him. I saw him in this movie that comes out later this summer, Tropic uh, Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he plays the director in Tropic Thunder. Mm -hmm. In, in this movie, it has Elizabeth Shue. I think some of the people from South Park uh, put this movie together. It's called Hamlet 2, and he plays a failed actor who goes to teach theater. And he writes his own script for Hamlet 2, a sequel to Hamlet, where, where everybody dies. And it becomes, and it has Jesus in it, and it becomes <laughs> this big uh, to-do with the, with the parent teachers, you know? And, uh, and they try and shut the play down, and it becomes like a First Amendment movie. Oh, my gosh. And it looks hilarious, and I gotta just briefly say thanks to Focus uh, Features over there at Universal because I found this thing in my mail. I thought I was getting killed. I thought somebody that was looks like gonna a dead, blow me up. Like a dead body. I found yeah. this. There is a head in it. No, uh, what it is is uh, it's this really handsome Hamlet two bag, and um, it's a Comic Con survival guide. They know what? that Geekscape's gonna be at Comic Con. They know we're gonna be there. They know we're gonna be interviewing people. And they want to make sure that we have a good time, so they sent me this survival guide. And what it has, this is kind of cool. You can have. You, do you drink coffee? Yes, I they, do. They have this cafe. Ca I don't drink coffee. Uh, you can have this. It also wow. it has a T-shirt in it that says "Rock Me Sexy Jesus," which is one of the musical numbers in okay. the film. Okay. And it has some like energy drinks. Look at this. <gasps> Bustelo. You can cool. have that. Oh wow, this looks awesome. Has some coffee in it. Cafe Colmeche. Yeah, have that. Have that. Enjoy oh, that. E excellent. There's also some Rock Me Sexy Jesus t-shirts. What oh, do we got? Nice. I mean, this thing is loaded. Oh, this is hilarious. They gave me so much <laughs> stuff. They gave me bubblegum. Uh, we're going to Comic-Con, so we don't need a toothbrush or a No, what do I, do I need all that? Uh, I don't know. Well, at Comic-Con? At Comic-Con. Yeah, I've never been to Comic-Con, and I'm going. I'm going to be there every day. Oh, stick with us. We know how to do it. Check this out. Reading comics and what they mean by uh, Douglas Walk. They gave me a book. Um, I, I know how to read comics, baby. It's the only one thing I know how to do in my life. Um, so this is pretty cool. This is a, a guide to how graphic novels work. That's very cool. I think it could be a pretty good book. There's chapters on Grant Morrison, Alan Moore. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, so I gotta say, go through this, Felicia. You want some of that? Look, hand sanitizer. Yeah, I could use some of that. Especially after shaking my hand. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. So um, that's really cool. Too. I'm gonna go to the party there Saturday night. Um, if you would like. Oh wait, I'm going to another party Saturday night. Oh, Sorry. listen to you. <laughs> the Kings of Comedy. No, it's what something it? else. It's, it might be sci-fi. I also got this. Um, these Hellboy two shirts. Paramount or Universal was nice enough to uh, give us some Hellboy two. 
shirts. These are extra larges. I can't wear them. So if you are an extra large, send me an email. Or if your boyfriend's an extra large, I can give you one. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see your girlfriend run around in panties and an extra large shirt, I'll mail it to you. It doesn't matter. Oh. Just email me through the site. I'll throw, drop these in the mail. First two that, that uh, send me an email, get them. Those are two Hellboy 2 Golden Army t-shirts for you Geekscapists. I just like giving stuff away because, as you can tell from my office man cave, I have too much shit. You could get rid of the clutter. Yeah. A little bit. Um, just a little bit. I think Laura can get rid of the clutter. Clearly, because you do nothing you're on your own. <laughs> um, <laughs> cheese, please, please. Cheese, do not drink that. Cheese. Um, so... We went through movies. We, let's talk quickly comic books. Have you read Bone? No, I have to say I'm not as big on comics as I could be, and I probably shouldn't have shown Listen, up and no, even said that. Please, please. Honestly, any fantasy novel ever invented, I've read. You're working with comic. Joss Whedon. You got to you you bone up. He gave me a whole list of comics to read, starting with Scott, Scott Pilgrim. He was <gasps> like, Scott Pilgrim is amazing. Yeah. You saw my trailer for Singledom. Yes, it was really good. Yeah, that is. Roughly, that is like a grown. That is like a. That is like Scott Pilgrim, like twenty years, like ten years older, like oh. in your twenties, like okay. mid twenties. Oh, dude, I love Scott Pilgrim. It's perfect, and Edgar Wright is the perfect director for it. This is Bone, and if you re you really like fantasy mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. what Bone is is it started out. Fr Jeff Smith, we've talked about him on the show. I'm rereading Bone. It looks like a giant tome, but when I was in high school, Bone was my only friend, and I read it in in single <laughs> issues. And the single issues came out over the course of about a decade, and I finished it in college, and Jeff Smith started it out in his college newspaper just as making these really funny, kind of Walt Disney-ish characters, and as he was developing the story, uh, it turned into a fantasy epic where, if you guys pick up this bone anthology, the, uh, Scholastic prints it, they put it out in color now, uh, it starts out very simple. With these three really funny characters getting thrown out of Boneville. And they're bones. They're these little, like, I'll put one up on the screen. And when they get run out, they find themselves in this valley. And they become part of, like, a, 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 a kind of a, an ancient war between these rat creatures and these dragons. And it, so there's a, an element of Lord of the Rings in it. See, there's a, these rat creatures. There's some dragons. Oh, wow. Um, in There's this a pretty girl in it. That's a bonus for me. That's Thorn, who Bone is in love with but doesn't know how to talk. There's talking possums. <laughs> and it really uh, starts out kind of like a cartoon, an innocent, kind of PG. And then it, then you start seeing some real... Then shit gets real. And you wow. start seeing some really heavy stuff oh start happening. Uh, it doesn't lose the cuteness, but it definitely, uh, it definitely ups the stakes. Um, if you guys are looking for something to really read... That's not a superhero comic book Or isn't anything that we've suggested on the show before uh, You can pretty much find these at Comic Con For about $20 It retails for 40 But you can definitely talk a guy into giving you one for 20 25 Like I did And this thing will definitely tide you over uh, For whatever plane flights or trains You are taking to and from San Diego I think it's a fucking incredible book uh, This is my second read through And uh, I, have a f I have a much bigger appreciation for it now than I believe I did reading it and waiting for issues to come out uh, sporadically. So this is Jeff Smith's Bone. I can't recommend it uh, enough. And um, Nickelodeon had the rights to it. They they couldn't get it off the ground as a film. Mm -hmm. um, well, it seems kind of hard. I mean, unless you're going to animate it. Would have it. To be like I a mean, serialized thing. Yeah. I don't know how you would do it, but it's epic. Oh, yeah. oh I'm totally going to pick that up. Nah. It's incredible. I'm sorry, did I bring look how? No, no, no. But I mean. I, th I, th I think for our good friend Felicia Day Kickboxer and actress extraordinaire 
I think something like Bone would be a really good introduction. Good intro. To you. Well, that's why that's my mission. When I'm going to Comic Con every day, I'm going to be signing like two hours. I'm going to be signing DVDs for mm -hmm. two hours each day in the Brown Coat booth. Um, and then I've just never been to Comic Con, so I'm taking it as a learner. You know, basically sure. a crash course in the comic comic book dumb. Right. So that's what that's what I'm going to do. Now wait, if you, you need mentioned any help. Yes. I mean, our our, our escapists are, are veterans, and uh, and they remember our episode last year when we had Steve Weeby from King of Kong oh, on the wow, show, cool. and I was accepted into the Guyans, which is Gaia Online. Gaia oh, Online. Oh yeah, that's totally. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the Guyans accepted me as one of them. Me and a bunch of thirteen-year-old wow. witches. They have a new. You can go out and quest now in that. Game. Well, nobody's called me. So I, I don't know if I'm still in the guild. I don't know what the fuck's wow. going on. All I well, know if you is don't they log were in, you're old news. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I, I just thought I, I just thought they were going to start showing up and hanging out and watching TV with me, but I don't know. How, I don't think that's how guy online works. No. But we will be there. Our escapists will be there. Um, yeah, I just need a guide. I mean, honestly, you know, I read comics when I was a kid, but I've, re I've read every fantasy novel. So I thought maybe I'd start with like the graphical novels of the books that I like to read in mm -hmm. fiction, like uh, Robin Hobb. Mm -hmm. I think her Farseer trilogy is in graphic form now. So. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Do, uh, I mean, Stephen doing King has a has his gunslinger stuff is, yeah. is coming out. The gunslinger stuff is really good. Um, his son is now doing Lock and Key as a comic. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff, but I mean, some of our best writers are comic book writers, and they've always been comic book writers. Alan yeah. Moore is one of the best writers ever, and a lot of people don't know who he is because he happened to just work in comic books. All right, well, I'm going to have you show um, me around when we're done. Yeah, Bone I'll start is there. my I will. first prescription for you, because uh, okay. you'll, you'll love it. Dr. Comic has decreed. <laughs> <laughs> Your Geekscape captain, Jonathan London, has sent that to you. If you're a fantasy fan, pick up Bone. Uh, you're gonna enjoy it. So let's go straight to video games. Fate. Now we're now yeah. we. Now I know this is some shit. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Good. I was I was a little sweating there for well, a minute. I can't expect all of my guests to be as pathetic as I am. No, it's not only pathetic at all. Worlds. I think it's actually. A, I mean, I think it's awesome. Knowledge it's, it's base. It's just what I love. You know, well, I don't get anything else. That's the thing. You, know? you got people are like, okay, so I play pen and paper D and D, and when I tell should. that to people, thank you, thank you. But some people, when they say, hey, let's go to this party on Sunday. I'm sorry, I'm at D and D for six hours. So, and they go, "Wow, that's really like they act like I'm a freak in a sense." And, I, and it, you know, why shouldn't I do something that I think is really, really fun? Especially since the new di new edition is so yeah, much. Yeah, that was going to ask you. How is this fourth edition? How okay. does, it, does it improve it? Because I, mean, yes. I know they wanted to bring in some of the sensibilities that we built up through video games. I know yes. they wanted to attract some of the video game crowd. And, and they definitely simplified and streamlined. I mean, you, they, you know. I, there's no more like our argument about a grapple check. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's no more just tedium where you have the two guys who know the game the best just basically arguing over some stupid rule, or if I can cast a spell if I have this feat and I'm in the air it's and a griffin. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's horseshit. Exactly. Everybody else, it's not fair to the rest of the people around the table when the dragon when the when the dungeon master has to deal with this dipshit. Yeah. They're all sitting there going, and "Be like, can I roll? Can I just roll? Can right. I roll? Can I do a spell or not?" So basically, they've gotten rid of all that stuff. And it's such a streamlined, like, really efficient process of, like, how many, you know, you have these daily daily, um, daily powers that right. you can use. They're just standard, and you have your encounter powers and your, and your um, you know, your at-will powers. And it's just so much easier. There's just less flotsam, and I don't even know what the other and word jetsam. that goes with that. Thank you. Yes, mm -hmm. that one, flotsam and jetsam. And um, there's a lot more just fun role-playing, you know, which I like to do. I play with a bunch of actors, so there's a guy who does a voice like <laughs> you guys this. Do yeah. You guys do voices as you play? A little bit. You know, only in fun. We don't take it that seriously. But I play, you know, last time I played, uh, with when we were in the 3.5, uh -huh. we I played a really dumb 
dumb sorceress. So she was very vain and dumb. Had high comeliness and charisma, but very low intelligence and wisdom. Now, can you use things from the past editions? Because I know they eliminated some of the classes. They introduced some yeah. new classes. Because I had a, a, a character whose signature move was a donkey punch. Okay. Wow. You yeah. made that up? I did. Yeah, you can't really do that okay. now. They're really, you they can't just, make up your moves. Um, I mean, it, it depends on your... Because he could Sanchez. Yeah, he, he could draw spells with dirty Sanchez. Style. Well, I don't know if I want to play with that. It may not be Dungeons and Dragons that I was playing. I, I just know there so. were a lot of old guys with video cameras. Okay, well... They gave me some money and that was it. Were you underage? It was a week ago. (laughs) 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 They said, said, just roll over. Okay, so back to D&D. Yes, they they, they completely just kind of baselined it. So they're very, very simple classes. But they're introducing new classes um, as they go along. Well, you're okay. still thinking about well, it. Well, I'm just classless. I think, <laughs> Clearly, what we do. I, I have to. I have to say thank you for your patience with me. No, um, not are we at doing all. okay, Do you VJ? Your mic higher? Okay. Oh God, thanks. Yeah, I got fifteen. Yeah. Um. All right. There's a game called Fable. Have yes. you played Fable for the 360? Um, brief. I Xbox? bought it. I I briefly played it. I haven't played it because I just got my 360. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a PC player, mm-hmm. and um, I have my Wii. And I've just branched out into the 360 world, right. and Fable is what I bought uh, Fable and Grand Theft Auto. Because you can get Fable for 10 bucks. Yes, like, I, no, know. I know, I got it for yeah. like nothing. And what little I've played of it, I'm like rapidly addicted to it. I just, yeah. You know, I, I haven't played Fable. My good friend Graham Douglas, who you guys know from, uh, from playing against him on Halo and this and that, uh, he says it's probably the most perfect video game uh, experience he's ever had. Uh, later this year, we have Fable 2 coming out, and mm-hmm. I've since I've beat GTA 4, and I'm just I right, haven't, right I now. I'm just trying to clean the streets, and make it a perfect city, which I don't think you can do through bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta I gotta play this fable and in no, I want to play it before the number two is coming out. Because number two is coming out in next month. What Looks you can amazing. do is next month over the Xbox Live. Are you hooked up to the internet? Yes, I oh, am. Yes. What you can do is you can download. I believe for for free. We don't know yet. You can download three bar games. Oh, which are like cool. gambling games, and what what, it, what you do is you play that in advance of getting Fable Two, mm-hmm. and you can accrue money, and you can buy items so that when you start when Fable you start II, you're like tricked out. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. awesome! It's like when you used to play the old like uh, Heroes Quest. Her- yeah, and then you used to and you transfer yeah. your stats exactly. Over the next oh, so sweet! Yes. Or you can play like me and put in a or little Gate. razzle dazzle root beer. Did you ever make a paladin? Oh no, I never cheated Maybe ever. Hero's Quest when you put in the razzle dazzle. Oh yeah, yeah. And you I played all like, the. Oh look, I'm a fucking paladin now. <laughs> I'm a thief, and a mage, and a warrior. I oh, always, I always put uh, invulnerable mode on my video games. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, I, there is the fun. Like, okay, as I've gotten older, I've mm-hmm. been like the the journey the is the journey is, and plus I've been playing more MMOs, so it's like you can't cheat as easily. I mean, I, know I wouldn't do that in an MMO, but you know, if you're playing single player. And you just you want to get to the story. the story, yeah. Right? Go invulnerable. Why not? Get well, lots of money. I gotta say, my favorites, and the audience knows this, was Monkey Island. But out of oh, the yeah. Heroes Quest, I really enjoyed the third Heroes Quest when they put you in like North Africa. Oh, I didn't play that. And there one. was like a whole lion, you know, magical world that kind of felt like it was Cairo and Egypt. Oh, I didn't play that, that one. one. It just had. It felt to me. It felt like it had the most original mood. Um, um what is? I can't remember the video. My favorite one is. Um, it's made by the people who played Never made Neverwind Nights. It's the the unknown. You never had a name. You were uh, I can't remember Neverwind the name. Neverwind Nights was it? A, was it Thief? Well, no. What it was, was it was it was you were the, you woke up and you were amnesiatic and um, you were in a fantasy land, but you basically your whole quest was trying to find. You know what I'm talking and it's about? It's two D. 
Yeah, they're well, running back and forth. Yeah. Was it? Um, but it was a, it was a it was an out adventure. Out of this world. Oh, no, it was a, it was an RP it was an RPG. Okay. It was an RPG. I'm gonna email you. And okay. it was that's one of my favorite. Because out of this know. world was a really good one where they did. It felt like they did Prince of Persia style uh, movement mapping, mm-hmm. and and you woke up with it from amnesia and you were a prisoner on some alien world and you you had to run around and do switches. That and, seems and like a bunch of stuff. But it was kind of Prince of Persia. Yeah, Thief was really good. That was my favorite. <laughs> I I I don't. Let me tell you what I do. Okay. Uh, do when it. I when I, I leave the gym around noon and I go over to the Target or right over here by my place, and I get like a hot dog and a diet coke. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. And it's just kind just of the my idea of like buying my, a hot dog from Target. It's two bucks. That greasy it's like two bucks. rotating, you know. Yeah, it's it's two bucks. And I've just worked off whatever I'm gonna do, and and I, and I'm sitting there and there was a kid. He was 15. And he just bought Knights of the Old Republic for his PC, and we were we were oh, reminiscing about PC favorite. gaming, because when I was his age, it was all about the Wing Commander and the Day of the Tentacle and this and that and Rebel Assault. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, I, and I and I found myself in this conversation. I said, you know what, this this is what Geekscape is all about. It's about us saying, even though generations may pass, we are all living in a shared experience so here. Wait, you know? I'm sorry. Can I clarify this? So. Just on an just off afternoon, to underage you kids. go you go to Target, you buy a hot dog, and talk to fifteen-year-olds. Anything phallic. No, uh, yeah, the long dog. greasy hot I just, dog. I just saw the kid, okay. and, and he was like, and, and I was alone. Like, <laughs> Clearly, I just, well, you take your his, hot dog yeah, over yeah. there. His parents came over. They're like, "What the fuck's this? I'm all, <laughs> I'm all sweaty and shit from playing basketball." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What you got there? <laughs> you ever seen a dolphin fuck a man? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a video of a man giving a hand job to a dolphin?" You ever see Day of the Dolphin, old 1970s movie? No. Ah, that's fine. Where they try and get dolphins to plant bombs to kill the president? Oh, God, no. I'm remaking it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it had Patton in it. The dude who played Patton. It had Patton, Patton <sighs> the Dolphin. Yeah, so, so that's all I'm saying is, is that, that, that this is the shit, but, but you got to get on this Fables 2 You'll be able to download it. Hopefully, it's no, free. No, I mean, listen, it's hard to balance. Play I make my own show. I do I everything pretty much with my own show. As you understand, that's a lot. I'm working on another show, which I can't tell Divulge everybody about, yet. but we, it's we, another we'll web tell, show. We'll tell you all about it. When Video you can. game-ish web show. I got Doctor Horrible going on, uh-huh. and uh, I have a, a commitment to WoW. I still yeah. play, so <laughs> you know. We're gonna. It's hard. It's hard to balance all the needs. It, 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 it really, really is. is. I've got. I'm reading it, Glenn Cook, which I don't know if you read Glenn Cook. Uh, I don't the read company. It. You don't read. You don't read. So I mean, I've got a girlfriend. I've got a dog. You've got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was I supposed to say that? Um, <laughs> one of your past experiences was in the Buffy universe. Yes. You know? um, this on on our website, we have kids submitting news. Shu, one of our loyal uh, uh, Geekscapists, revealed that Buffy Sacrifice, this new game's coming out on the Nintendo DS. Oh yeah. It looks like an action game with a map on top, like an item screen that looks pretty cool. It's actually written by one of the Buffy writers, um, Rob. Deschatel, did I say his name correctly? Do you know um, this guy, Rob? I don't know Rob, actually. But he wrote the script for it. Seems pretty cool. It sounds, um, that sounds good. I'm in the new comic. Are you really? In the, I'm in on the cover. Dark Horse I'm, is putting out? I'm on the cover of this month's comic. And inside, I'm holding a stake. I got the flippy hair, which is like kind of 2005. But um, And inside, I'm like the head slayer of New York. Holy shit. Yes, I'm not. I'm about to. I'm going to go to a couple comic stores and like round them all up because my mom would be impressed. But uh, I'm on the alternate cover of this month. I um I n- I've I've never seen Buffy. I know I'm doing this show, no, it's okay. and I know I'm your leader, but I've never actually seen an episode because 
Um, that and X Files were the big serialized shows when I was in college, yes. and I was doing college stuff when I was in college, and I just you know you, you it's hard mm -hmm. to watch, it's hard to keep up. You no, know? I missed when I was in college. I mean, I just when you're in college, you don't do it. Like mm -hmm. I missed Friends. You know, I missed all those. I didn't watch Buffy until you know. I'm, you were in it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't think I've watched all of it yet. I really need to. But X Files, I was kind of an addict. Are you looking forward to this movie coming out? No. You know what? I think they may have waited too long. It, they just waited too long. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be about. I've just lost a lot of context. It would require so much research to catch up. I'm like, because it's not like a part, I'm not like such a fan that I keep up on it and I read the fan sites and I right. remember all the storylines so specifically. So it, it's, um, it's kind of difficult to get back into it. I don't know. They, it's going to be hard. I might rent it. Yeah. Um, Laura, my girlfriend was really into it. Um, and I don't, I, I can't get a beat on whether or not she wants me to take her to this movie, but it would be the first X Files experience I have, you know, because I, I didn't watch any of it. That's I didn't not see good. the first movie. And all I hear is how great this this movie was. Um, I'm waiting for the Red Shoe Diaries film that we're, that David Duchovny and I may make one day. Um, it's wow. not, we haven't, I haven't really talked to him ever. But that, that was it's my. It's good to have that in your my, back pocket. Yeah, that was my serialized um, experience with David Duchovny. Was watching him in soft porn when I was a kid, unscrambling. No, that the was Cinemax. me too. I was excited about it. Wow. When you're a kid, wow. you like to watch the things that people won't let you. Dolphins just did a backflip on this kid's monitor. <laughs> um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Did you play that game? No. Oh, that was a really fun game for us comic book fans. Uh, there's a sequel coming out, according to our good friend Jake 108. The sequel is going to revolve around the Civil War crossover that we had in Marvel uh, about two years ago. And i got to tell you, Mega Man 9 is coming out. Remember the old Mega Man games? Yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't play them a lot, but yeah, yeah. I, I watched my brother play them a lot. You know what, I didn't play Mega Man a lot either because it seemed like out of Mario and Zelda and Sonic, it seemed like the one that had the games come out that were the most similar. Mm -hmm. So what was the difference? Mega Man 1, to me... Supposedly there was a big leap between Mega Man 1 and 2 And then after that they kind of just became a little redundant uh, They, they kind of upgraded his style when he went to 16 uh, bit Again when he went to, you know, another generation There was no platforms. passion there, there wasn't a lot of passion It just seemed like the same old, same old And I gotta tell you, Capcom's banking on that Because over Xbox Live and this Wii Online They're gonna put out Mega Man 9 in Mega Man 9, they're going with an 8-bit retro look. They're going to make it look exactly like the original few Mega Man games. And hopefully we'll all be there to play it. And i got to tell you, it feels like a revamp to me. And I may actually give it a chance. Especially if it's on Xbox Live and it's nothing more than like 10 bucks. You know? 10 bucks? Yeah, alright. You'll do that. I'd do it for 5. <laughs> Mega Man 9. I mean, if you've never played a Mega Man game, what's the what's the incentive for you? Uh, not. I mean, just to have it. I mean, just because I. I mean, just to play it. I think a lot. I probably play it for one hour and I never play it again. You know, you know what? what? That's a lot of Xbox Live, and that's yeah. a lot of like. That's why I'm not a online, yeah. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of that. Like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, it's only ten bucks. It's only five dollars. I'll end up spending the money, and no, that's. I won't. I'll play it for about an hour, maybe long enough to review on the show, and I won't pick it up again. Like. That's why I want to buy a lot of games for my iPhone because I think like when I'm waiting oh, around Monkey for Ball. an audition, Monkey Ball, I have Bejeweled 2 uh -huh. on there, and just anything cool that's going to come out, I will have on my iPhone because I think I'll I'll play it because I'm carrying it around with me everywhere. Sure. So, sure. but uh, for the Xbox, yeah, I don't I don't get it. I mean, if I really want like a quick fix, like casual game, I'll just go like you know those Escape the Room kind of mm -hmm. games. Those are my like that's my Achilles 
You still online? Yeah, just free escape the room stuff. from like, and there's Japanese, it's Japanese characters and it's like bad translation above, you know, red ball, yum, you know, it's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> but those are fun. I just, I mean, they're quick and it's like, oh, disposable. You play it one night, J, casual games, you know, you just play it and it's gone. That's I, my advice. You know what? I can never find those. I always find myself like, um, where I'm, I'm not in the right mindset to write something or to, to do any work. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to blow off steam for about 10, 15 minutes. I can't find them. There's a there's a really good blog, Jay's Casual Gaming. Jay's Casual Jay's? Gaming. If you guys that? can start, like, I, I just hang out on the Geekscape forums. It's what I do. Uh, you guys are my people. If you guys can start a thread on there where you can just kind of make, like, a thread that collects all of those useless sites for, like, easy online flash gaming or non-flash mm -hmm. gaming, just somewhere where I can go and your fellow Geekscapers can go to just fucking burn 10, 15 minutes... If you guys can do that, I'd really appreciate it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff on our site. I'm clearing off the the naughty stuff as soon as it gets up there. But you know, we have a really strong community. A lot of good little. No, kids that's there. good, and it's good to have because uh, people won't post hopefully stuff that they think is crappy. So no. if you got like a really nice selection of casual games, I mean that's a really good depository. It'd be, it'd be great. It would help me out a whole lot because. Um, it would save him time to be able to waste his time. So. Please, <laughs> I think that's really what we're getting at. Um, so, Felicia, we're going to see you in San Diego. Yes, I'll be there every, well, I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, mm -hmm. we will see you. Um, you've got this DVD, The Guild. You guys need to go to watchthegild.com right yes. now. Pre-order it and you will get free shipping. I think yeah. that's, come it's on. It's $20. Listen, we did put a lot of work into this DVD, and I didn't mean to be a whiny little lady at the front. We have extra gag reels, we have cast commentary. I went out of my way to get subtitling done for, you know, English subtitling for those hard of hearing. Or, you really? know. Yes. Oh, wow, I wouldn't do that shit, but... I thought it was wow. really worth it. Well, we have a lot of international fans who oh, requested it. Oh, okay. And uh, rather than just kind of slap a, a bad version up on YouTube with the English subtitling, I was like, no, oh, no. put it on the... And it's... It, we hired it's a one-stop shop for everything you need to enjoy the series. Exactly. That's great. Cast interviews. It's probably like 45 minutes worth of extra material. So we really tried to make it... Because you can see it for free on YouTube. Like, why buy the DVD? Well, we, we did everything we could to make it worth... Why? And it's so in a very pretty picture. So package. buy it, encode it, put it on YouTube for your kids who... Don't I'm, do I'm that. Messing with, I'm kidding. So don't do that. That is a jest. That was really douchey. No, I'm kidding. Do not do that. If you do that, the Geekscapers are going to come out and use their Van Damme knowledge to fight you. Okay. Um, that is what we... I have an army of 15-year-old kickboxers who are in a dolphin form. I was... I was um, by the Interpol, remember? <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> she break you. You bleed like Mei Ling. Um... <laughs> Uh, so the guild Watchtheguild.com The other thing you gotta go Is uh, go to Dr. Horrible DrHorrible.com On Tuesday night They're going to be Tonight. Yeah I'm putting this up on Tuesday Oh So here go. we go Go there What and are you then, doing here? Yeah Really <laughs> go, go there And get the first First installment of Dr. Horrible And uh, the second installment Will be on Thursday And the third installment On Saturday And then it's gone and then you can buy it. And what else is on that site? Are there places where people can get feedback and stuff like that? Um, there, well, yeah, you can. There's not really a hangout spot. They kind of have a decentralized sort mm. of like. Um, but they do have a MySpace page. They have a Facebook fan page. They have Twitter. They have um, Bebo page. So they have like all the social networking things, which mm -hmm. I think is really smart because you know, unless unless you're really gonna have a crew dedicated to making a destination site, you know, just let people do it where they want to do it. And you guys, of course, can talk about it in the thread that is already there on yeah, the exactly. skateboards. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's probably better. Felicia will come and find out. I mean, in her search for dolphin pornography, she'll come to the site and see what you guys think about that. Uh, I know there's a guild uh, thread as well that our good friend Ben Dunn 
Oh, that's um, nice. Start it up. So, guys, go visit it if you have any questions. Also, Felicia needs help with her iPod. This is the Generation Three. She needs help with this iPhone. Okay, um, I have you gotta issues. Help her out. How do I avoid paying for a ringtone? There's a million a. things that she needs help with. How do I get Media, uh, Media Monkey to work because iTunes kills my face? How do I not have... Ever, well, you know what? There's a litany. It's just a litany so of things. she needs help. Get on Geekscape. Start a thread. Helping her out with her iPhone. The, the, the iPhone. The, those of you guys who have the Generation 3. What apps do I need? What tricks? Give her a crash course. How um, sassy? Who, who? I don't know. And of course, you guys can get on there and start your own... Uh, Profiles and submit your own news and talk to uh, me, VJ, the rest of the Geekscape uh, community, and we really appreciate it. It's been great to have Felicia on the show. It's been great to have her patient with me and my uh, whatever my my flotsam jetsam. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. that's a good phrase. I'm gonna use that this week. But we have fun. Yes, that's, that's the thing. We have fun. It's good, and I have hand sanitizer, so it will. Yeah, you're gonna need it with me. <laughs> um, next week we got the Dark Knight. We're going to watch that. Our good friend Ian Kerner, one of our favorite Geekscape guests, is going to be on uh, giving us his review. And, of course, we're going to give you guys the crash course on surviving the following week at Comic-Con. We've already got a ton of written content set up for that, a ton of interviews, and a ton of... I mean, we're going to be there all five days, guys. So if you're in San Diego, definitely send us a message in advance. We can meet up. We can have a lot of fun. We'll be there the whole time. So it's been great. It's been great having Felicia here. Thank you so much, Thank sweetie. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Enjoy. Oh, and come by the brown coat booth and say hi to me. Brown coat. Yes. Oh, the, the, all the Firefly fans. The Firefly fans are going to be there two hours every day. You can check uh, the Guild website for the exact hours, but two hours every day I'll be signing and doing the DVD and meeting people. Fade to black on stupid face. I give. <laughs> <laughs>